Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. Thank you to all the listeners. I always like to start off with a little gratitude. Big shout out to everyone who's been listening to the podcast, supporting. Appreciate you very, very much. If you're not subscribing to the YouTube channel, please do so. Also, just posted a bonus podcast to the Patreon, one with comedian Mike Bridenstein, in which we talked a little bit about uh, what we talked about. We talked about some silly stuff. We got into some like current events type stuff a little bit. But the main thing we talked about was I gave my top five Disney princesses. And in case you're wondering, I made sure two qualifications had to be over 18 and couldn't be an animal. All right. Because we all know adult Nala and the Lion King. I'm talking about the animated one, 1994-ish. She had some crazy fuck me eyes. Okay. If you're not aware of this scene, I think if you just Google Nala, fuck me eyes, you're, you're going to experience some things as a man. And you're going to be thinking, this is an animated lioness. What the fuck is going on with my brain right now? Right now. And you accept who you are. Don't fight it. Okay. Use it and uh, see if it doesn't improve your life a little bit. You know what I mean? So that is on the Patreon. So feel free to check that out for as little as $3 a month. Just a, just a couple bucks there, a little over $3 a month. They call it the draft beer tier. Now, if you want to go all the way up to the $9 one, you get an executive producer credit on all YouTube podcast clips. How about that shit? Pretty sweet right there, right? Okay. Listen, listeners, uh, I'm rocking solo again, third week in a row solo. Um, some of you are cool with that. Some of you might want to guest. I don't know where everyone stands. Um, but I'm going to do another tight little solo podcast for you. I keep them around 20 to 30 minutes when I go solo. So again, if you're, uh, if you're new to the podcast and you've only heard the solo ones, go back and listen to a guest and then maybe you'll have an opinion. I don't know. Guests will be returning. There's a, there's a whole lot of shuffling around. I got to give myself more of a window in which if something needs to be rescheduled, I, it doesn't make it so that I'm like a whole week late on a podcast. Cause since I've come back, I took a hiatus in August came back in September. I've had an episode out every Thursday. I've not missed a Thursday yet. And I need to keep that going. It feels good for me. And I think it's cool for the listeners, right? Consistency is the name of the game. Now I had it last week. It was the guest fault this week. It was kind of my fault because I got added to a show. Shout out to my guy, Abby Sanchez took me out to uh, open for him in South Beloit, Wisconsin last night. Fun show. Had a good time at Mustangs out there. Also, thank you to all the people who came out to see me at uh, Chameleon's Comedy Club in Cincinnati. All um, all four of you, you guys were amazing. I really appreciate it. Uh, no, Cincinnati's a fun town. I discovered some stuff, guys. I like Nepalese food or Indian food, whatever it is. It's uh, I think it was Nepalese, which is kind of like border of India and China. It's good stuff. I used to be the pickiest eater. I don't know if anyone else out there is a picky eater still. Let it go. Just try new shit. You know, I'm trying to get my four-year-old and two-year-old to try stuff, but I was picky like them, so I can't be mad. But now that I know what I know, I want to be like, shit, I wish I wasn't a picky eater when I was a little kid. It made it difficult on, on my parents. And I want, because you're missing, you really are missing out. But it feels like it's okay to be a picky eater as a kid. You're supposed to be. So right around my late 20s, I finally turned around. And even that's too late. Cause I was talking to my buddy and he was like, dude, I was somewhere in this like 24 year old was like, I don't want to try it. It's like, dude, you grow the fuck up. And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of under that too. Unless you know, damn well, you're like, oh, it has this ingredient. I never like anything with that ingredient. No shit. You're not going to taste that. But I walked into this place 
first of all, it didn't have like a ethnic sounding name. It was called Bridges. So I'm like, oh, okay. The picture had a chicken on it. Maybe they got some chicken. And I walked in and I'm like, ooh, with my buddy Rudy S. Got shout, shout out to the rude dude. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. But the women behind the register or the counter, they were like, oh, we've got this, this, this. Do you like this? We got samples. And I'm like, well, fuck yeah, I'll take a sample. And I'm like, ooh, this is pretty good. And like, we got this one. It's a little more spicy. I took a bite. I'm like, it is spicy, but you know what? I kind of like it. All right, let's roll the dice. Let's have some fun with it. And I was thoroughly impressed. I really enjoyed it. So now I think I'm going to be a guy that is going to be in Nepalese or Indian food restaurants. So shout out to the Indian listeners. I like your cuisine. And maybe that's way different than Nepalese. I don't know. I'm probably being ignorant on the food stuff there. But they kind of said it was like a Nepalese-Indian fusion is what they told me. Maybe the one owner's from Nepal. Or is it Nepal or Naples? Yeah, Nepal. And the other one's from India. And that's how they were like, ah, let's combine this shit, which makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati's a cool town. I, uh, the comedians who are all there, they're a really cool comedy scene. I had fun out there. I am doing shows in CG's Comedy Club in Bolingbrook coming up. If you are in the Chicagoland area, I would love for you to come on out there. Uh, two shows. If they sell out, they'll add more, though, of course. So Friday and Saturday night, October 15th and 16th, I will be in Bolingbrook. Now, I've been annoyed lately. I've been getting into it with people on Twitter, which is just, you know, I was talking about growing up. When am I going to fucking grow up? When am I going to just let go of other people's opinions? You know, when am I just going to be like, you know what? I don't give a shit what they think. I think they're wrong, but I don't need to respond to them and tell them they're wrong. I don't need to get into a debate. I think the thing I see is when I see misinformation, I get, I get pretty pissed off because nobody fact checks in real time anymore. And we all know that's a problem. Everybody is well a fucking aware that there is a fact checking problem in our society, but no one does shit about it. So few people, I should say. I don't want to say fucking no one because I hate assholes who do that stuff where they go, all men are all of this people. It's like, it's not all of them, fuckhead, right? Come on, really? Every single one? Every single one you mean to tell me? No, you're just being fucking lazy. Instead of saying all, say some. You could say most. You could say the vast majority. I'm cool with all those, but don't say all because it makes you lazy as shit. Anyhow, it's it's funny too because when I get mad about misinformation, it's always like sports related. It's never anything real serious. But, you know, the Yankees and Red Sox face each other in the wild card game on Tuesday evening. Kyle Schwarber, former Chicago Cub, hit a bomb. He had an amazing year, Schwarber did. He had 32 home runs and 399 at-bats. Had a career high in batting average around 267 if you're in old school stats like that. But as far as new school stats, they were all off the charts. He had an awesome season, especially offensively. Defensively, you know what you're getting out of Kyle, and that's quite all right. He's a lefty masher, right? You know what you're signing up for. He hits a home run, of course, off Garrett Cole, which he loves doing. And a person I like a lot. So I'm not going to say who, because I don't want people thinking he's an idiot or whatever. Um, he blamed the Cubs previous uh, president of baseball operations, Theo Epstein. And I had to comment being like, well, it's actually Jed Hoyer that had non-tendered Kyle Schwarber. Non-tendered means they didn't offer him a contract. They could have, they had control on him, but they let him walk for free. Essentially. They basically cut his ass. And I'm just like, well, wrong guy. And the misinformation is already out there. They had 20 comments being like, yeah, what a fucking idiot. guy's a fucking idiot. People sharing it. It's all out there. There's no retraction on my dude's part on the guy I like, you know, I didn't, you know, I was a little annoyed with him in that moment, but there was no retraction. So that shit pisses me off. See, this isn't so much about baseball. Now I'm making it about fucking when you get corrected, you have to either correct it or remove it because all you're doing is keeping people dumb. 
you put out wrong information and it's that's just don't do that. I don't know. Consistency. I've been really trying to figure out why I feel the need to correct people. You know, dude, I've got a lot of teachers in my family. Is that like a thing? Is that a genetic thing where I just feel the need to be like, you're fucking wrong. Um, I hope they don't say the fucking part, but I just get agitated, especially on Twitter, social media in general. It's so annoying. And yeah, so I've been getting into with these baseball fans, everything like this. And it's just, it's a waste of time is my point. It's a waste of time. I got to come up with something more productive to do. And I need a new experience, a new hobby. So I'm getting excited to announce that soon I'm going to find a pub. And you got to call it a pub in this case. An Irish pub preferably, but I'll even go to an English one. They did invent the sport, but I want to watch a little soccer, a little football. I'll call it football. Why not? I want to go to one because, you know, with the time zone differences, sometimes the games start like 9 a.m., 8 a.m., Chicago, Illinois time. And now I get to have some lagers, some Guinness, right? Throw back some pints and watch what they call the beautiful game. Now, did I grow up a soccer fan? Hell no. Uh, I had a lot of friends. Um, (laughs) No, I didn't grow up a fan of that sport. It just wasn't. We didn't play it. It I grew up in a baseball, football, basketball culture, hockey, if your parents had money because it was an expensive sport. And that was it. And soccer was just kind of made fun of because it was just something that the immigrants in the neighborhood played, you know, and we were all dipshits. And now I'm older. I like immigrant food. Like I just said earlier and (laughs) immigrant to American food. Obviously if you're in Nepal, it's not immigrant to you. And now I want, and Ted Lasso, I'll be honest. I'm one of those people that Ted Lasso has made me want to go watch a soccer game. I want to day drink and sing songs with a bunch of people about certain players. I want to be like, he's here, he's there, he's every fucking where. Roy can't like I want to do that. And I have no problem admitting that. And I know a lot of soccer fans or football fans are gonna be like, oh, it's fucking Ted Lasso has made it so everyone likes our sport. Where were you people before? Don't be those fans, okay? Because you know your sport isn't popular in America. You know that shit. So if this TV show is bringing a bunch of new fans to your sport, you should welcome them and just just show them the ropes. Be like, hey, this is how we fan. You give them the basics. You know what I mean? Let them know, all right, all right, here's when we get excited. Here's when we don't. Here's a couple of things. Here's some shit you need to know. Take them along. You know what I mean? Embrace that if you truly love your game. Because I feel like a lot of you do truly love your game because I know a lot of diehard football, soccer fans, who are always like, oh, people just knew the game. Well, now you're getting people to know the game. They're not finding it the way you would have liked, perhaps. But I got to imagine you like that show. How do you not like that show? I'm a huge baseball fan. I like that show Pitch that was on Fox a few years ago where my guy Zach Morris had dark hair and he was playing like an old catcher. Remember that? And the dad from the one years was a coach. It was about the first female baseball player, black woman, tight body. And she, uh, she had not said that, probably not. And she was a pitcher. And well, of course she had a type by she's a fucking athlete, right? And um, and she was she was a good pitcher. She fastball only topped out like 90, but she had some nice movement on some stuff. Uh, anyway, though, it was a cool show. And they only did 10 episodes, and the final episode ended on a cliffhanger where they had like an innings limit, and they're like, now nah, we should shut her down. And she like kind of begged to pitch. She pitches, and like they kind of implied that she throws a pitch, and she's like, Oh, fuck, yeah, I fucked up my shit. God damn it, my elbow, motherfucker. You know, she's like on the ground, and then it ends, and you're like, All right, well, we know season two will kick off with how badly is she injured? Is it just like she tweaks something? Is it, is it serious, serious? What, what's going to happen? And then guess what guys Fox said, Hey, fuck you people who watch the show. You're never going to find out. 
were canceling it. And I was bummed. Because I finally got in, you know, it was a baseball show. A show about baseball. Why don't I dig that? So Ted Lasso, for those of you who aren't fans, it's on Apple Plus or Apple TV Plus, maybe. And it's good. So it's Jason Sudeikis. It stars uh, some lesser known actors, but people who have done some shit. Like the one woman who won the Emmy for Best Actress, she was in Game of Thrones. She played like the one of the like the nun lady who made Cersei walk naked and kept saying shame, shame. That was her. Um, but yeah, there's some really cool characters on there. It's funny, but it's also very heartfelt. It's comedy drama. And yeah, I don't want to ruin too much, but know that it's it's a feel-good show, you know, and that's a nice change of pace from some things that we see these days. And yeah, I don't know. It's just a good show. You just feel good when you watch it. Sometimes you have moments where you're like, no, and then you have moments where you're like, fuck yeah, there's some goosebump episodes, some emotionally charged shit. But at the end of the day, it makes me want to live in that neighborhood in London where the show takes place. It's like a brick paved street. He seems to have an apartment like right down the street from a pub. And I'm like, that's that's the move right there. That's the move. I, uh, I'm all about convenience. You get a little more into convenience when you get older and you think to yourself, if I'm looking at a house, I need certain checklists. I need a grocery store within a, within a mile. I need, you know, I've got kids, so I'd like the school to be walking distance. Like certain stuff that you just look into that I think people take for granted. Every now and then I'll hear a friend be like, I'm thinking about moving over there. And I'm like, fucking why? Oh, I like the place. Forget the place. You could make whatever place you move into a cool place with the right, you know, accommodations. So, you know, get a nice L couch or something. But my point is, you don't want to move somewhere where you're like fucking it's inconvenience. My one friend moved to a place once where I remember the first night I went to go visit him. I'm like, dude, there's no fucking parking around here at all. And he's like, yeah, a lot of people around here take the train and bus. I'm like, yeah, but most of your friends don't. Most of your friends drive and I'm never driving here. He's like, we'll take the bus. I'm like, I'm not taking the fucking bus, man. Okay. I work too hard not to take the bus. All right. Well, I actually don't work that hard, but I, I shower every day and I'm not going to be this, the nice smelling person on a bus. Have you ever been? The nice smelling person on a public bus, they look at you like they're going to rob you because they know you have your shit together. They're like someone, someone uses soap and water conditioner. They sm- if they smell conditioner on you. You get off at the next stop. You see them. Their nose starts to twitch. They start to look at you. They look at the shoes. They look at any kind of outerwear you're wearing that they maybe I can take that jacket from them because you are all of a sudden a wealthy person when really you're not. You're someone who had a couple bucks to get on the bus and you have hygiene. But that's enough, man. That is a that's a that's that's like throwing fucking chum into a, sh- a shark fucking tank, and just they're gonna they're gonna get it, you know. Blood in the fucking water. You do not want to be the nice smelling person on a bus. Trust me on that. Any listeners out there who are big football slash soccer fans, send me a message. Tell me some do's and don'ts. You know, let me know. Um, because because again, I don't want I don't want to go in blind. I don't want to walk into the situation thinking I'm going to act a certain way and then have everyone be like, who's this fucking wanker? Look at your wanker. You know, I don't want, I don't want that. I'm not prepared for that on any emotional or, you know, mental level for that case. I had some Costco pizza today. Have you guys had pizza at Costco? Pretty good. I actually think it's pretty solid. It's not the best pizza. You know what I mean? But I think for two bucks, solid deal. It's a good deal. That Costco. The thing with Costco, I realized, though, is they really fucking get you on some of the stuff, you know? I was like, ooh, they got a 35 uh, case of Diet Coke. And uh, I know I shouldn't drink Diet Coke, blah, blah, blah. I need some caffeine. I don't drink coffee. So fuck you. Don't judge me. And I'm thinking, you know what? That seems like a good deal. But then, like, it's $13.99 for 35 cans. 
And then I'm like, wait, sometimes the regular grocery store has like three 12ers for 12 bucks. Well, that's a fucking better deal. Do I wait? When Like, you know, sometimes you have to do the math on this stuff. It's how these big stores get you on some of that. You know, it's, it's nice in one regard, right? Because I think overall you do save if you're getting the right products for you. You know, you're buying 100 batteries and you go through a lot of batteries. Say you're a gamer and you play with wireless controllers, right? I get that. That's where it's good. But then it's those, others, those other little items that you think you're saving money on when you're really getting fucked. Uh, so, so, so beware of those because they lure you in with the, with the massive amounts of batteries. And then you also have to think to yourself with some of these products, where the fuck am I going to put that? You know, I have a, I have a spot for my normal size of peanut butter that goes right there. Lower level of the top, you know, cabinet, you know, everyone's got those cabinets. You three shelf cabinet, right? You open up the cabinet to three shelves. Bottom, there's some stuff that you frequently use. Got your small peanut butter there. And there's some other stuff there. Maybe a little box with, that's already open. You can take the popcorn fucking bags out, throw those in the microwave, right? You got like your little setup. If I get one of those fucking Costco peanut butters, now I'm worried about the weight. Can I put it on the bottom shelf? Am I gonna, am I gonna take a whole cabinet off the wall here? And, and I'm, I'm pushing a bunch of other shit out of the way. It's, it's a whole thing, man. I almost got a giant thing of Fruit Loops but it was the box was so fucking huge. I'm like, I can't put that on top of my refrigerator without worrying about damage to the refrigerator. So I got the honey nut Cheerios. Cause what they do with the honey nut Cheerios is they put two boxes and they basically tape them together. So when you get home, you untape them. And now you got just two big boxes. You can handle that. Put one in one spot, throw another in like a hidden area. And then, then there you go. And then when you're done, you move on to the next thing. All right. Enough about Costco guys. Enough about Costco, man. I don't know. And I got, a, I got a little fucking headache going on right now. Um, I know I got to make a doctor's appointment soon. Get the overall, overall body looked at. I'm having a hip thing lately. Um, yeah, I don't know. Fucking, you, you get to an age, upper thirties. Everybody feels weird saying upper thirties, but I did turn thirty-seven recently. And you start looking at yourself, going, "Is that freckle? Was that freckle always there? I don't think that freckle was already there." And then you're like, "Oh, that's just a dead bug that I slapped on my forearm earlier." All right, no big deal, not a freckle. I don't know. You got, you just got, you got to take it all with a grain of salt. Figure it all out see what you're doing with your body all that kind of shit been playing poker late oh you know what i want to do here's a little juicy thing i could talk about with for you guys i don't know if you guys noticed but the last two minutes of the podcast just now these last two minutes i was losing some steam as they say which happens when you go solo because you have nothing to bounce something off of someone maybe i just get like a co-host maybe i do like a monthly thing for like the whole month it's the same person for four episodes in a row like they have a residency as they call it or it's like this is the house guest so welcome to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. Here's my guest. You're going to be joining us all month. And every week we tackle like a certain subject matter. Like this week is movies. Next week we'll go music. Third week we could go sports. Fourth week current events. Whatever. You know, by the way, if you guys aren't on the Patreon, I really think you might dig the, the top princesses thing we did. It's, it's pretty good. Anyhow. All right. So came across a comedian I met recently. I'm not going to name the name, of course. And if you are listening to this and you know I'm talking about you, I'm everything I'm saying is a compliment. It's a huge compliment to you. So met the dude, and uh, he comes up with a girl. So we, you know, me and the other comic assume oh, this must be the guy's girlfriend. It's the first time meeting this comic, and it's like, hey, what's up? Hey, how are you, man? You know. And then it's like he says, "This is my friend. I don't know her name, but for the sake of something bland, we'll just say this is my friend, um, Sarah." It's a your average run of the mill name it's like oh hey sarah nice to meet you in my head i'm like oh just a friend okay all right they're playing pool together friends yeah, male female friends can be friends like that you know she's known him for a long time goes to a show 
plays a little pool beforehand while they're waiting. All right, no judgment here. So show's starting. He's the first comedian. Sarah's sitting next to me. I got the other comic on the one side. And um, you know, we're sitting at the bar in the back out of the way of the show, the show, but we could hear everything. And he makes a joke about like murder mystery podcasts. And then I go, is that you? And I think it was about like a girlfriend that was into murder mystery, or like an ex-girlfriend. I don't know. Did he say X? No, he definitely didn't say X. But he said anyway about women who are into murder mystery. I'm like, is that you? And then she, I don't, she might have misinterpreted me. She's like, oh, no, no, we're just friends. I'm like, it's not what I asked, really. I just thought I asked if you listen to murder mystery podcast anyway. And then I go, oh, okay, cool, cool. And then like the next joke, she's like, oh, this is the joke that really made me like him. And I'm like, what's this joke? And she's like, yeah, it's about him smoking weed or something. This is a joke that made me like him. Like, you know, a hot, um, let's say he's a lawyer. I won't say his actual job who smokes weed. I was, she was like, I was into that. And then I'm like, just friends, huh? And she's like, yep. And I'm like, so how long you've been just friends in my head? I'm like, are you in the friend zone? And he's not aware that you dig him. Like what's I'm, I'm investigating, you know? And then she's like, no, no, we just, we've only been friends for a couple of years or whatever like that. And I'm like, seriously, just friends. I did that thing where I'm like, you could fucking tell me. And she's like, we are, we're just friends who have sex every time we see each other. I'm like, there we go. There it is. I'm like, you know what? I'm happy for both of you. Good on both of you. Really good for him. He's a good looking guy, but I thought she was a little hotter than him. But I think all women are hotter than guys. So anyway, though, um, so I, I thought like, oh, well played, you know, good stuff. And, and you could tell she had like a sparkle in her eye. Like she really was into this guy. And then anyway, later on, he's off stage. We're next to each other. And um, she left. And I said something like, hey, by the way, just friends, huh? Good, good, good going there. And he looked at me like, oh, how do you know? And I'm like, she told me, she said a thing. And I kind of thought to myself, like, who describes their friend as hot? No female or even male, really. Well, maybe male. I guess if they're in the friend zone, let me start that again. But I have female friends that are clearly, obviously just friends. I'm a heavily married man. They would never describe me as hot. I'm pretty sure of that. So when she said about her friend, like hot, like whatever, you know, lawyer or whatever I said his job was. I'm like, you just described your friend as hot. You're in them, you know? And so I told him, I'm like, yeah, I hope this doesn't get her in trouble, but, or make you feel weird. Yeah. She told me you guys been banging. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, that that's actually really cool of her. And I'm like, you know what? That is really cool of her. Do you know why it's really cool of her? Because I just met you. I think you're cool. You had a good set. You're a funny guy. Um, but now I think you're cooler because random, not random, but the hot girl randomly told me that you guys are friends with benefits. So yeah, that's going to make me think you're cooler. Not that I think you were cool before, but that there's always, there's certain things that make you jump up a notch in someone's mind. You know, if you meet someone, you're like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. And then like an hour later, you find out they're a black belt. You're like, that's fucking cooler, you know? Or you find out that they're like related to someone famous or they're in a band. I don't know. There's certain things that make people jump up a notch. Me finding out this dude, opening comedian again, really funny dude though, has a friend with benefits situation going with an attractive woman. Yeah, that made him cooler in my mind. So I was like, yeah, good on you, dude, man. Way to get it right. And uh, and then later, she mentioned something to him about like, because well, let me backtrack again. If he would have just came out and said, hey, by the way, I'm banging her. Like when she walked away, I'd be like, that's fucking desperate, man. Why are you telling me that? How cool are you trying to look? You trying, Is that going to impress me or something like that? You think that makes me think, oh, look at this guy over here. Huh? Fucking too cool for school over here. Can't you can't just what are you kissing telling? What are you fucking eighth grade, buddy? Like that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been as a fan. But the fact that she told me, oh, by the way, we're secretly banging, 
it made him look cool. But if he said, hey, me and her are secretly banging, it'd make him look sad and pathetic. You know, like you ever meet someone who didn't graduate college and they always have to put out, oh, I didn't graduate college, but I'm still doing great for myself. And it's like, no one cares that you didn't graduate college. The fact that you're putting it out there makes us think that you care that you didn't graduate college or you have some sort of insecurity about your own intelligence. The fact that you can bring it up. So if he was bringing it up, by the way, we're banging, shh, we'd be like, eh, it's kind of lame. It's kind of like, it's, it's desperate. You're like, you're trying too hard for us to be impressed by you. But she did all the legwork for him. And then later, like kind of not whispers, but said it out loud enough. She's like, hey, by the way, because this was a gig outside of the city. I found a strip club. We were coming from Chicago. They're coming from Milwaukee. She's like, hey, I found a strip club like 15 minutes from here. And I'm like, I wanted so badly to interrupt and be like, marry her. What are you doing? You fucking idiot. Like <laughs> you've got this woman who's cool with just casual banging. And she said every time they see each other. So they're like extreme friends with benefits. And she wants to go to strip clubs with you. And she thinks you're a good comedian and you're funny and all that. Like what more, what more are you looking for? So yeah, definitely a situation where I might have to hit him up in a few weeks and be like, what's going on there? You guys still just friends. Don't fuck this up, man. I mean, to stay the, stay the no pressure friends with benefits situation as long as possible, but don't fuck this up because you will be very angry with yourself one day. You're going to be 10 years from now. You're going to be lonely at a bar thinking, oh my God, I had a girl who paid for lap dances and then blew me later on that night. And I didn't lock that down. Don't know what, to, don't know what you got till it's gone. So I like to remind people of, you got to live in them now and be fortunate. And he said something earlier that made me, him and the other comedian were talking about doing these horrible shows at this one club that I never got to do. I guess I never wanted to because I did a different club and I never heard good things, but he said something like, I remember when I first started doing that club, I was the realization that I was driving to a gig I didn't want to do for the first time. And I'm like, oh man, that is a bad feeling that as comedians we do have sometimes. You're on your way to a show and you're like, I don't want to perform at this fucking show. And I told myself, I think I had a really good set because of it. Because I said, I'm like, I never want that mentality. Because I remember year one of doing stand-up comedy, in my first year, every show I did, I was excited. Every show, even shows that ended up being a disaster, even shows in places that didn't look like they should ever host a show or have live human beings in their establishment, like just dumps. I was still excited for every one of them. And I thought to myself, if I can maintain that mentality at the level I'm at now, then I win, you know, like as far as mentally goes and having great sets. So what I do now, everyone, my new mantra with, with comedy, and maybe this can help you in anything in life that you could sometimes feel stuck or not even stuck that you sometimes lose sight of what's important or what drives you. I say to myself, I go, year one mentality. I go, year one, year one. Because I it, it's a way of reminding myself that this is an awesome thing I still do. It's so exciting. It's really cool. It's a challenge. It's different. It, you know, it feels so rewarding. Um, you know, I get to tell jokes. And whatever it is you're passionate about, listeners, um, try to go back to the beginning and just try to keep that mindset. And I think then uh, you'll always be happy because, you know, it's, it's like loving the process and saying, fuck the results. You know, I, I've always read from very successful people and all that, that if the people who fall in love with the process are the ones that win. Because if you just if you're all results driven, you'll achieve what you set out to. But then you're like, what's next? What's next? And then you're never really happy. You're just constantly in the mode of chasing something that may never arrive. Ooh, that was deep. One way, I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta end the podcast on that. All right, everyone, thanks for listening to the Joe Kill Gallon podcast, aka Kill Gallon's Pub. You all are the best for listening. Tell your friends, check out past episodes, support the Patreon if you can. And as always, cheers.